I'll do this in three, two. Hey, you know what goes great with the side of Wednesday? A plate full of medium level sports talk. So order up, people, because this is Sports Wednesday. Nice. I like the come on, let's hear it. It's like he's in an arena. You were egging us on. (laughs) (laughs) That's fantastic. Hello, everybody. I'm Pete Brown, the big man on campus, host of Sports Wednesday. Joining me from the David Blatt North American headquarters. And it is hopping this week. It's the coach, basketball legend Matt Longley. How are you, coach? I'm doing fantastic. Doing blattastic again, always. <laughs> blattastic. You sound a little tired tonight. I got to be honest. Yeah, I, I guess I am a little slow tonight. You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to keep me on pace. Well, Maestro, Maestro took a nap, so you know he should be. He should oh, make he's up for it. Go. That's good. <laughs> and that is the Maestro Brian Hake joining us from the frozen tundra of the Hake House basement. You wearing a hockey sweater tonight, Hank? Uh, yeah. Yeah, you are? Yep. Good times. I okay, am not. Well, you are not. <laughs> okay, not. Well, I'm not either. <laughs> that's the thing about radio. You got to use your imagination. So uh, I am wearing a David Blatt uh, autographed jersey. Noise. <laughs> From Princeton, I doubt, that's fantastic. I doubt such, yes, such a thing exists. But yes, uh, okay. So before we get into it, folks, I want to let you know you can follow our podcast on Twitter at Sport Wednesday. That's Sport Wednesday. I'm still waiting for the holder of Sports Wednesday to give it up for me. <laughs> uh, with a little bit of celebration this week, we went over 400 Twitter followers, Ooh. and whenever we break a milestone, that means it's time for a jingle. Social media. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that Maestro is a little bit disappointed because we were at 48 followers on Instagram and he manages our Instagram account. And so we thought we were going to break 50, but we took a turn. What? Went the wrong way. We're down to 41 today. Any any ideas oh, what happened? We dropped seven? Mm-hmm. No, we were like at 44, I think. like that. So which one is it? I, think, I thought we were. At, I thought we were at forty-eight about three days ago. It's possible. There's two two theories. One is that you know I got I got a little journalistic and uh, put out some uh, some MLB oh, uh, criticism. It. Or Pete's daughter decided she was going to take her five six Instagram accounts <laughs> and run. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> It's probably the latter because I didn't. I didn't think what you posted a, a picture of the the Bosox Yankees brawl and you made a little editorial comment there that uh, all the other sports have a process for handling this except baseball. Yeah, it was more about uh, clearing the bench. So I think yeah. those sports have rules in place or fines in place if if the bench clears, mm-hmm. and and the MLB does not. No, I, that was intriguing. Yeah, I love it when it happens. Oh, I, I think too. one of these uh, one of these podcasts will do our top ten bench clearing, clearing brawls of all time. And- <laughs> I I do have a question though. Have either mm-hmm. one of you, before we move on, ever been to a game where it actually happened, like live? 
I have, I have not. No, Neither have I. Okay. I came close at a Royals Indians game in Kansas City where, you know, they all kind of got up and were on the top, uh, top step. The top step. Yeah. All righty. Well, before we get it, well, I shouldn't say this. This is Act One. We're going to be talking about the NBA. Playoffs are going on. But before we do, lots of coaching vacancy in the NBA. And uh, Coach was quick to, to send our way notice that the New York Knicks are interviewing David Blatt. How about that? David, 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 David Blatt. That is, it's quite a step up for them. Here's the thing with, with David Blatt. One is, if you didn't already know, which I'm sure everybody already does, but I'll just repeat it, that he just won the Euro Cup, <laughs> which is a, guy's a winner. He is a winner. It's his second championship in, in Europe, which just says the guy knows how to coach. Now, the Knicks, he is on their list to interview, but I did a little more digging. Steve Mills, their GM, um, yeah. played uh, was a teammate of Blatt's at Princeton. So it's either uh-huh. a courtesy interview or he really wants him. Um mm. So I think it'd be a great move. The Knicks have fumbled on a lot of their coaches. They need to reboot, rechange their image, get the Blatt man in there, play good Euro basketball. <laughs> Come on. It's time. A courtesy right. interview or a courtesy flush? I'm not going to let this derail the David Black conversation. I wanted to take the take the opportunity to explain to our many listeners why we always make a David Black joke yes. at the top of the show, and that's because uh, when the Cavs fired him, uh, Coach, you took umbrage with it. I took serious umbrage with it. I felt like they were they were leading the division by like three games. Um, their star, obviously LeBron, had everything to do with it. He denied it, but he had everything to do with it, and. He he got him fired. It was it was a horrible way to go for him. It was not fair. He was never given a fair shake. Um, and he's a damn good coach. And if I'm remembering correctly, you were angrier that LeBron said he had nothing to do that, with it. That's what made me mad. Remember our conversation? I did. I had a lot of anger towards him just yeah. because he's like, oh, I I'd have nothing to do with it. Like, come on, LeBron, you're a horrible yeah. liar. That's right. I mean, LeBron could conceivably at any point say, I want Ty Lue to be the coach, and they were going to make that happen for him. Absolutely. And it, when Ty Lue was an assistant, right? Correct. Yeah, I don't blame Ty Lue. I okay. mean, I think he just fell into it. Well, anyway, we took uh, Coach's Outrage, and we've turned it into a recurring joke. And that's why he is <laughs> living in David the Blatt. only known David Blatt Museum in the state of Ohio, to be sure. But I would venture maybe in the entire country. I'd say in the entire country, maybe in the entire world. <laughs> okay, so let's talk playoffs. They've just gotten underway. I want to talk about the East first. Uh, the Cavs are playing the Pacers. And I had a 100% original thought that I came up with myself. And that's that the Cavs might have a matchup problem with the Pacers. <laughs> you thought you so. You did, we? I thought of that entirely. It had nothing to do with anything that was said on the show last week. Yeah, that is an amazingly great insight. Where did you get that from? That's just that's right. That's right. Coach was predicting the Cavs are going to struggle with the Pacers because they have matchup problems. Uh, Victor Oladipo was huge in that first game. Uh, I stand by my nickname for him, Victor Home Depot. Oh, I, I do too. Uh, but what what are the Cavaliers going to have to do to turn it around? Uh, they're going to be playing tonight, for those of you listening on Wednesday. Uh, game two is tonight. Well, I mean, it's- they shot eight for 33 from behind the arc. 
I mean, I yeah. don't see them shooting eight for 33 again. If they make four of those, it's a ball game. Um, and, and one of the things that, that the Cavs, the, excuse me, that the Pacers do great is offensive rebounds. They had, I think, 16 second chance points to the Cavs five, which mm. it just shows to me that's either, that's all effort. Well, they, they certainly sprung out to a big lead. And I have to be honest, I thought the Cavs looked gassed early on in that game. Yeah, I know. And they've had, they had days. I, I think, I think Indiana came out, you know, guns a blazing. They had a really nice game. Game two is probably going to be a way different script. Yeah, I agree. Did, did you watch the game, Maestro? I did. I watched most of it. Even LeBron looked like he was like half asleep. Yeah. So I don't know, halfway through the second period. Yeah. And, and I guess they made a little run there in the third, in the third, and that's typically where the Cavs will make a move, but you could just see that it wasn't going to be enough. No. And, and, and Oladipo, your boy hit two, like a three pointer and a long two when they had it within like eight and put it right back to 13 and the game was over. Okay. Yep. I don't want to just talk about the Cavs. I'm going to move on to a couple other series, but before we do, I feel like 2018 LeBron cannot take a game on his shoulders in the same way 2015 LeBron could. Because if you remember that NBA Finals, we won two games and they were both because LeBron just said, "Give me the ball, oh, yeah. I'm taking over." Um, I just you go ahead, tell us why. I mean, he played every game this year. He's playing as, as well as he's ever played. So I think he could I think he could do it if he wanted to. He's probably like, you know what? This is game one. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna let this streak die and uh we'll come back in game two. Well he took a he took a hard head to the face in that game too. Oh he, yeah. A what? <laughs> oh hard head. <laughs> yeah, it's not a not a usual sentence you hear a no, lot. He took a hard head to the yeah, face. He, but that's what happened. It did. He took a hard hit. I I, here's what I th- say about him. The fact of the matter is, is that he can turn the switch on and he can take over the game. The problem is in ex- excluding the times where, you know, when he went against, uh, I think it was the Celtics and scored 40 and basically scored 26 points straight. He's not doing that anymore, but he can flip the switch and get the, get the motor ro- rolling, like get the, you know, they'll get 12 points. But if his teammates don't give him two to four points, which they couldn't give him at all, it it just dies out. Yeah, yeah. And those new guys, they did not play well in that. No, time. Rodney Hood disappeared. Uh, Clarkson disappeared. Hill got hurt. Um, yeah, but those guys are—they're going to hit their shots. Game two tomorrow night, yeah. they'll hit their shots. I'm—I I mean, if we're going to predict it, I bet you they win by fourteen. Wow! Prediction. Yeah, okay. they're going to come out guns nope. a blazing. And I should point out, LeBron did have a triple double in that yeah. game. So it's, it's, <laughs> I know. He got, we're so hard. I on know him. that. I will say he's watched a lot of uh, of of Bundesliga or um, or uh, Premier League soccer because man, he he can take a dive. Oh, he flops like a champ. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's a flopper. The the only better flopper is Steph Curry. Oh. I would say Steph Curry's the best flopper in the NBA. I give you that, yes. Okay. All right, so quickly, I want to talk about the Sixers' heat because I think that's an interesting matchup, and I wanted to see how real the Sixers were. And if you watched game one, they were really real. They blew them out, but then the heat came back in game two. This is, I think, one of the most interesting matchups in the East. Well, I, I just think the Sixers have, a, have an age problem or an experience problem. So game one, they came out super excited, 
blew them away with their. They play such an up tempo game. Like they are playing. They play. They're trying to get as many possessions as possible. The defense is way secondary. They'll play it. Um, and I think that it was a huge win for them. It was a monkey off their back. Went from ten wins what, two seasons ago to basically getting to the playoffs and winning a game. And I think experience and, and the heat came back and they play the opposite way. They play, they slow down, they play deep into the shot clock. Um, and that's going to be a fun series because it, it, the Sixers are really streaky. And if they're not on, um, they don't have the number one superstar. I mean, Simmons is good, but they don't have a guy that can carry him like a LeBron or uh, even a Wade that can just pick up the slack. Really, you don't think Joel Embiid is? He's that not guy? playing the process. He's, I love the process, but he's he didn't play the first two games. He might not play game three. It, well, I, I heard he just emerged from the concussion protocol, so I think that means he's so he, okay. So yeah, I think he will be eligible to play, um, but he hasn't played for what two weeks. So mm-hmm. he's going to have a little rust. Oh, I love Embiid. I think he's he's the real deal, but he's also a center. I mean, they can they can yeah. control the game, but in this game, today's game, not so much. Yeah. Well, uh, no, no real surprises elsewhere in the East. Uh, Toronto is up two zero on the on the Wizards. They don't seem to be having any problem with them at all. And uh, Maestro, you called it last week that the the Raptors were going to win this series. Oh yeah. Uh, I haven't watched. Celtics are looking good too. Yeah, they won again. The Celtics are. So let's move to the West. I have not watched many of the games in the West uh, because, and Coach, you texted me this, like the last day of NBA games changed all the yes. matchups. And so what we were hoping for, which was OKC, uh, Golden State did not happen. And now it's a thrilling OKC Utah Jazz <laughs> Yes. And Spurs Warriors, everybody's just sitting on their edge yeah. of their seat for that one. Yeah. Well, I feel like it, it's it's rare to see the Spurs struggle to make the playoffs, right? They're the last team in. And I, I kind of feel like the NBA has an unwritten rule where they're like, just put Pop in the playoffs. Yeah, give him a chance. I mean, so. Yeah, they, they, they look done. Now that, yeah, the T-Wolves have given the Rockets some good games, but not enough to win. Uh, do you anything to worry about there if you're the Rockets? No, I, but I think the, I think the Wolves are going to give them everything they can take. I think they'll wear the, the Rockets down a little bit. Um and those other series, I mean, like I said, Warriors are gonna they're gonna finish that. I feel like Utah. I think their best player, the the rookie, is is hurt. So um, I think OKC is going to win that in five, probably. Nice. Okay, and then the Pelicans Blazers is the other matchup. Pelicans won Game One, and Game Two is tonight. And I could not name a single player on either team. Anthony Davis, Damon Lillard, Lillard, yeah. and um, and a bunch of other guys. I will say this. There was a period, uh, a time this week where the Cavs game was on and then the Blue Jackets were on afterwards. And I was just like, it's so rare from so, for someone to, from, from Cleveland to have like two of their teams in the playoffs yeah. at the same time. It, <laughs> also do it yourself. Like, How do you handle that? I know. So, okay. So anything else about uh, the NBA playoffs? Anybody see anything that makes them want to change their predictions uh, of the champions that we made last week, which were, again, Maestro picked the Cavs, I picked the Rockets, and the coach picked uh, the Denver Nuggets. <laughs> what a great pick. I put, Denver Nuggets are going to play Pitt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know you. What I pick? You picked Cavs, Cavs Warriors again, and you picked yes, the Warriors. Yes, I did. 
I'm not changing. No. Warriors look so good. Mm-hmm. They look so good. You guys are going to be so wrong. They look so good. Like, yeah, the only- I, I, I feel really wrong looking at that, watching that first Cavs game. My goodness. I know. I was going to say if there was a change to make, it's the Raptors look good. We know they typically fold in the playoffs, but maybe maybe they're going to get it together and come out of the East. Um, I think my Cavs pick was just like, I'm, I'm just hoping and praying for it. <laughs> That's a desperation. <laughs> Please. That's sad. The thing I love about basketball is it's awesome to play. It's awesome to watch, but it's difficult if you want to play it in board game form. But that's not going to be the case for a long time because Hoopsters, the best basketball-themed board game you've never played, is in development right now. The coach and I invented this game in 2003, and each week we give a little update on our efforts to bring it to market. Coach, you got an update on Hoopsters for Um, us. no. <laughs> <laughs> I've just been doing the same thing I was doing last week, which is trying to figure out how to not have to laser print and put um, the game board together on the wood and make it you know, I like, yeah, I like how you call it efforting though. That makes it. I'm definitely fun. efforting it. So I uh, have just a, a tiny update. I am surrounded here by various wooden boxes that continue to arrive as oh, I order nice. them from manufacturers looking for the right one. I actually saw a board game in the game section at Meyer that was like the perfect box. And I trying to figure out where they got it from. It's some factory in China. If we could get our hands on it, it solves all our problems. Um, and uh, I bought a drill press. What? 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 I did. What? Where did you get a drill press? So I was uh, I was at Harbor Freight Tools. Um, I was buying these casters to put on the non-functioning Volkswagen Beetle in my yeah. garage so I could push it in. And there was one there. It's, you know, their entry level eight inch drill press. Um, and it was on sale and it was like 50 bucks. And I said, I'm buying it. Sweet. Nice. Where's, yeah. where's the nearest Harbor Freight? It's down on Morse Road inside of <laughs> Did you ask the question and then snore? No, no, that was Coach. Oh, Coach did the snore. No, I want to come over and play with that drill press. I, that's that's huge news. Why didn't you open with that? So, I haven't uh, I haven't put it together yet. I will tell well, you. Well, we can do that. Yeah. So, so that's hey, this is a family friendly show, what, Coach. What did I do? <laughs> I want to. I want to come over and uh, play with that drill press. <laughs> well, uh, if you can get that image out of your head, folks, go to hoopsters.store where you can add your name to the email list and uh, we will let you know when the first sets are available. Uh, and uh, in case you guys wonder, we're still stuck at two on the email list. <laughs> Why does that make me laugh every time that comes up? Ooh. I put that on. I put. I wanted to sign up this week. Damn it, I forgot. I, uh, I I will tell you next week. I have an incentive to get people to sign off on the email list, but I'm going to keep it under 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 my head. Under the now. chapeau. That's right. Below the chapeau. By the way, guess what hat I'm wearing? Who would like to guess what hat I'm wearing? Pirates. You got it. I have not worn my pirates hat all uh, all year, and I was like, I'm putting it on. Oh, what do you know? It's time for Act Two. Let's move on to Act 2. Let's talk about the NHL first round of the playoffs. Uh, Columbus Blue Jackets, and and I'm not just saying this because we're all in Columbus, but they are a big story here because they have stunned the Washington Capitals in two overtime wins. It is... I think they're in overtime again. They are. are. Yep. Yep, still two two to two. (laughs) 
it looks like overtime is just getting underway now. So they have 20 minutes here. Uh, Coach, right before we went on, you thought that Capitals might sneak one in. Yes, uh, they did. Maestro, you're wrong. Yeah, your Maestro picked the Blue Jackets in this series as part of his upset special. So damn straight. So smart. Any other up, um, interesting stories in the first round of the NHL playoffs? Uh, I'll tell you what. All the game, all, I think five of the eight series are two to one mm-hmm. right now. So I think it's all. I think a lot of those series teams went up two zip, and then the other team was like, "Holy crap!" and they won that third game. So I think I think everything's playing out pretty much the way folks would predict. Um, I think Vegas is looking really strong. Yeah. Uh, well, I will say this. I, I, w- I was looking forward to watching the Flyers-Penguins series, but uh, it has not been on any channels that I get. Um, but it's been blowouts every time. So Pittsburgh blew them out 7 and nothing, and then the Flyers won 5-1, to one, and then Pittsburgh won 5-1. to one. I think anything can happen. That's, that's an interesting series to watch. Caps, Blue Jackets, that's interesting to see if, you know, the lowest-rated team can, can score an upset and – but that Pirates um, Flyers series, I just think, is interesting. Penguins Flyers, silly. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I have to Pirates. tell you that that's not the only series. The Toronto, uh, the Bruins, Maple Leafs. There's been a lot of big scores both oh, yeah. ways. Like there's a lot of goal scoring, a lot. Like and, it, right. and a lot of the games have been and, very yeah. lopsided. Yeah, and and for the record, you picked the Maple Leafs to win that series, but then you also picked the Bruins to win. I know. Stanley I love Cup. that. I called it the maestro. (laughs) Doing the maestro. I believe Pittsburgh's very first professional hockey team was indeed called the Pirates. They were, in in fact, called the Pirates. I have a sweater. Do you really? No. Oh, it's radio. You could have told us you did. (laughs) Then I'd have to make a, a correction. Oh, yeah, you don't want to do that. So here we go. I want to move into talking about streaks. We're going to step away from the playoffs. That's all going on. Watch those games. It's fun. 10,000-foot level here. So I asked you guys to bring in a couple of the greatest sports streaks that that you could, Mm. and we'll share those and talk about uh, streaks. So let's start with you, Maestro. What do you got? Just random streaks or my favorite streaks? I know you have. uh... Either either one. So – it's funny when I was thinking about this, the one that came to mind and not that it's my favorite, but I guess it was a big one when we were, I don't know, young adults, but it's the Cal Ripken, the, sure. the 2,632 straight games. I mean, I think that's one of those just crazy outrageous ones that will never be broken. But as I was doing my research, um, looking at this stuff, the one that really popped out to me that I thought it just blew my mind was uh, Edwin Moses. Remember yes. him? The, uh, yeah, the, the triple the jump. Yeah. He went undefeated in his races from 1977 to 1987. Oh 122 races straight, he won. That just, I, I just blew my mind. That's impressive. That's very impressive. I even remember like towards the end of that streak when he was like old and they were kind of treating him like Dwayne Wade where they're just like, He's still got a little life left in him, and he would still win. <laughs> and he'd still win. Yeah. Well, the only reason that he didn't get 123 is he, like, tripped. Yeah. Like, he it, he was winning. He just, like, tripped, and then the guy caught Ooh. up. So. Well, um, Coach, before we get to you, I just want to say, I think it's just a, get, a given that the greatest streak of all time is Jahangir Khan's 555 straight squash match, matches. So let's not even bring <laughs> that one up. 
Oh, so you took mine. Thank you. I appreciate it. I will say about that Cal Ripken streak, uh, I think it was 1996 when he broke Lou Gehrig's record. I was in the Peace Corps, but that's why we named our dog Ripken. Nice. Oh. So, Who loves Syracuse, just by the way. <laughs> he did love Syracuse. Let, let me do my impersonation of Ripken. <laughs> <laughs> you guys knew him at the end of his life. He was grouchy. <laughs> but I'll tell you, he, he loved Syracuse and he loved eating poop, so... That's right. He was. He had it dialed in. That's right. All right. Hey guys, I'll be. I'll be right in. I got to change Ripken's diaper. Mark, <laughs> I got another dog in a diaper now. Oh, oh God! All right, Coach. What do you got? All right. So I. I did a little research just to kind of look at streaks to see. Uh, like the first was, what are some great streaks? And um, two of them popped out to me. One of them was boxing which uh, everybody knows, um, you know, Rocky Marciano, uh, Mayweather beat his streak in 150 straight bouts. So we all know that. Marciano did it, was 49 and 0, but the the difference is Marciano did it from 52 to 56. He fought 49 times in five years. Mayweather fought his over an 11-year period where he had a three-year break. And then he came back and got 50 at the end. So he did, I mean, think about this. You fight 49 times in five years. That would never happen again. Is is now appropriate never. time to do my Mickey from Rocky impersonation. Yes, now it is. Now, and this say, is it. They was hand-picked. Ah, they was good <laughs> fighters, but they wasn't hungry. Hell, kid, you they haven't won that belt. <laughs> well done. Thank you. Well done. Yeah, that is an amazing streak. And, and, not only was it uh, 49 fights in, in four years, but that was back when fights were allowed to go on a lot longer than they do today. Oh, absolutely. They did not. There was no medical or uh, they weren't cutting them short. Yeah. So. Um, the other streak I saw that just by doing some quick research was um, it's a baseball streak and it's has to do with saves. And I don't know if you remember the pitcher for the Dodgers, Eric Gagne. Yeah. Canadian, he uh, he converted eighty four um, save opportunities in a row. Eighty four. Wow. The closest to him is Flash Gordon, uh, who got fifty five, I believe fifty five or fifty nine, but eighty four times he stepped up to the mound in the ninth inning and shut the door straight. Eighty four straight. And, that's impressive. And uh, and and then just to clarify, that's Tom Flash Gordon, not Flash Gordon from the actual Correct. Flash Gordon. Flash Gordon. <laughs> Greatest movie yes. ever. So, oh, so good. There's some good streaks. And I'll tell you what, Coach, I never would have guessed you'd bring a boxing streak in. So you continue. Yeah, I know. I, threw the- I try. Like David Blatt, you're a fighter. <laughs> yes. All right, big man. Okay, let's hear so, yours. Uh, one that I, I thought was really interesting was, was Oral Hirschheiser had 59 scoreless yes. innings. And the record he beat was Don Drysdale, also a Dodger was at 58 and two thirds. So he literally got one more out to, to get that. Speech. Yes. Uh, of course, we, I love that we did talk about Johanna Gear Khan's 555 straight squash matches from 1981 to 1986. I can't believe you stole that one from me. Uh, the other one I thought was pretty amazing because I think team streaks can be tough. UNC women's soccer won 103 straight games. And that's just... That's a lot of soccer yeah. games. Yeah. So... Is that more impressive than the UConn? UConn won 90 straight games. 
UCLA oh. men once at one point won eighty eight straight games. I don't know. I I just thought that was pretty impressive. A century a century full of games is that's a I lot. I would assume, and I'm not an yeah. expert on collegiate women's soccer, but I would assume there's some parity there. So I just thought that 103 wins was pretty good. But the streak that I yeah. think will never be broken, and that's this question's oh, coming yeah. back to you guys. I'm picking a Wayne Gretzky's 51 game scoring streak. Ooh, I I had a Gretzky stat too. So he what scored in fifty one straight games? Fifty one straight games, he scored a goal. Oh, yeah. a goal, not mm-hmm. just a point. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. So that is impressive. All right, which one do you think is never gonna ha- never gonna um, be broken, Maestro? Uh, I have one. Uh, I had another Gretzky one, but I think the one that's never gonna be broken is is the Celtics winning eight straight. I, uh, I had that one down yeah. too. 59 to 66, man, that just, I can't ever, like, it even like happen. Golden State, as good as they are right now, I, you know. No, because for, couple, yeah. A couple ahead. more years, maybe, and they're done. And so that's what that would be potentially for. But, but even if uh, they, they would never stay together, they're going to, yeah. like, those, they won't be able to afford to keep those players. That's the difference. That's why it'll never yeah. happen because of free agency and people. People yeah, leaving. pre-free agency yeah. era, so you could build a dynasty. Although, interesting to note, um, a trivia answer in last week's show was Bob Cousy, who was on those teams. Oh, look yeah. at that. We have connections. Yeah. So, what's your Wayne Gretzky stat there, Maestro? Yeah, I want to hear it. Uh, so, Wayne Gretzky also had another really notable uh, streak, and that was he had 13 straight seasons with over 100 points. Oh, my God. Which... If you think about hockey, I mean that is phenomenal. That's I think the next the next closest one was maybe Lemieux or Steve Eiserman, and they had you know they had it like six straight years. That's sick. So, yeah. Okay, and then coach, your your unbreakable streak was also the Celtics. Yeah, the only other one that I was going to put in there, I had a list of three. Um, would have been. Uh, I don't think DiMaggio's fifty six yeah. games is going to be broken either. Yeah, that's a that's a tough one. I'll tell you what. I uh, I saw a statistician speak at OU when we were students there about why that that streak would not be matched, and he had all these statistical reasons to show why why it couldn't happen. What's the cl- what's the closest? Pete Rose had forty four games, right? Yeah, P- Pete's still the closest. I had another stat. It, it was from tennis. Um, that I thought was. Yeah, the Federer, where he made uh, twenty-three consecutive semis in uh, in the Grand Slams. But if you think about that, I mean, that's just that's phenomenal too. And I, I don't, I think the nearest one to that is like ten. Um, but if you think about twenty-three straight, that's like every Grand Slam for was there four Grand Slams in, in yeah. a season or five? Mm-hmm, four. Yeah, so that's like six straight years going making the semifinal. And a huge. Let me say, like I that. think first of all, we all just googled the same exact thing, great sports streaks, and saw the same article. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I saw because I, I don't know tennis very well. But I did see Martina Navratilova had a streak of eleven years where she won a major, which I thought was pretty impressive. There are a lot of good streaks, and and I said that as though I know what a major is. I have a rough idea, but I couldn't name them for you. Oh, I should have made. I do, you, Australian do you know Martina Navratilova? You could name the majors. Do it right, right. now. Wimbledon. Yes. US Open. Yes. Uh, Australian Open. French yes. Open. Yes, that's uh, it. And uh, the Luxembourg Open. <laughs> oh, I forgot about the Luxembourg. That's it. Those are all the majors. 
Yes, that's why they call it a Grand Slam. There's four of them, you jackass. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right, Pete, let's, let's keep the challenge going. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That Pete, can, so you, rude. can you do all the can you do all the golf majors? Uh all right, I'll give it a shot. Do it. Uh, Come on, okay, Pete. US Come Open. On. Wicked. Yes. Uh, British Open. Oh Smart. yeah. Um, the Davis Cup. Oh, you didn't just do that. <laughs> that's t- that's the tennis. Memorial. Jeez. Oh, that's Columbus. Green. Oh, the, the Masters. Yes. The Masters. And then what's what's yep. the league called? There's what's what? the whole golf league called? The PGA. Yes. There you go. Well done. Well done. Did you did it. it. All right. There you, go. you did it. I'm surprised Stephen Coach knows that. What? <laughs> coach is a golf I, coach. You, you and I haven't been on I know. the that, that That is something that has not happened yet. He's not a golf coach. He's a golf cart driver. <laughs> right. Coach had an undefeated middle school golf season. That's right. Did not lose a match. Not All lose coaching. Match. All coaching. Good coaching. So, straight. Okay, so I want to. I have on here this the Sports Wednesday Streak Challenge because I thought it'd be neat that if we came up, uh, I think anyone who watched our live stream of us running around the bases could see that we are not in shape. Uh, so I'm going to put out there a, a physical exercise thing and see if we can all build a streak of doing it seven days in a row. And then next week you give us a new one, right? It passes to come up with what it is. Okay. Holy so, moly. Uh, and I thought uh, a guy at work recommended this app called streaks, uh, which you can put in what your goal is and it tracks it and gives you all these stats. So uh, if you want to download that, it's cool. But I found out today it costs five bucks. So okay, you don't necessarily, if it's, if it's a running streak, we got to do oh, it naked, man. right? I don't know. It, it, it'll be your week. It'll be up to you. Sometimes I run naked from the shower to the the. Closet. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes Pete runs across the South Green at OU. I did. I did do that. I did that several times. So you guys want to know what this week's challenge is? <laughs> yes. Let's do it. I'm excited. So it's it's what I'm calling the split Maris, and the split <gasps> the split Maris is. Uh, 30 sit-ups and 31 push-ups or 30 push-ups and 31 sit-ups. Nice. Okay. 30 th- so it's 30-31. Yeah. Okay. And it's, split it's starting today. So tonight? Yeah, while I Okay. Yeah, while I'm while I'm editing this, you guys gotta do your push-ups. <laughs> All right, I'm in. That's what I do every day. And it is it is Maris based. It's yeah. always and, and and I'll tell you this, uh I was doing my push-ups earlier, and three of my four dogs would have none of it. They just came over. So now I have to do them in, in my special room where dogs aren't allowed. In your special room? <laughs> where is that? The basement? The dog-free zone. Now the it's dog-free where, it's where zone. I listen to vinyl records and I read oh, comic okay. books. It's your special room. It's it's my man cave. It's, not okay. it's, it's in the front of the house. And where it's the, upstairs. It is the, not cave-like at all. Where the dining room would be. I think dining rooms are so dumb. <laughs> And it has no doors. <laughs> dumb. All right. Dining rooms are dumb. All right. So to clarify, 3031 for the next seven days. That's right. All right. And so if you're not going to use the app Streaks. Uh, I just finished. <laughs> mark it somehow on a calendar so we can take pictures of it and give them to Maestro and he can put them on Instagram. So we Ooh, can yeah. track All right. the Streaks that way. So very good. All right. 
All right, so uh, I'm, it's going to be a quick commercial for Hoopsters. They are the sponsor of this show, and the reason this show exists is it's the greatest basketball themed board game that you've never played. And let me tell you, the closest thing to playing it is signing up for the newsletter. It is so. You got to. It's a great experience. Just. I've enjoyed it. I've really enjoyed it. <laughs> second sign up, and his life changed. His life changed as soon as he signed up. So head to oh, Hoopsters.store and drop in your email address. Come on, people. All right, we're moving on to Act 3. How about a little uh, transition music there, Maestro? We haven't done much live music tonight. we got to have a whole hair metal music theme for one of these shows. All right, let's do it. Love it. Mm, I enjoyed that. I love it. Man, and your your plane is really clean tonight. It sounds great, Maestro. Thanks, buddy. Locks of the week. All right. So uh, we're going to start here. Locks of the week. I want to go over last week's results. Last week, we were supposed to pick an NBA team that would get a game one win. And Maestro picked the Raptors and Coach picked the Rockets. And you both got a point there. I Ooh. picked the Cavaliers and I did Ooh, not yeah. get a point. And then last week's upset special is still going on. It's, we had to pick an NHL team that would be a first-round upset. So we will see Maestro pick the Blue Jackets. I'm going to check the score here real quick. Live. It's 2-2. Still 2-2, 12 minutes left in OT. So after one OT, they go to shootout. Is that what they do? Two. Two, yeah. I think it's two OTs. That's I thought maybe. Maybe playoffs is different. Well, once once we're uh, once we're wrapping up the show, I'll go put it on and, and hopefully we'll win. And then this is the best of seven series, right? Yep. Oh. That's why the hockey playoffs last sixteen years. Oh, I don't. I don't like your years. tone, coach. Sorry, I have the same feeling about NBA playoffs. So don't worry. I have my. I'm just as disgusted. It is funny because, you know, it was snowing pretty hard yesterday here in central Ohio. And then, like, it will be June before the playoffs are over. Yes. And we'll, <laughs> I'll be in shorts and taking in the sun. Uh, okay, so the scoreboard now, Maestro still with a commanding lead, 63 of 93. Coach still pulling away from me, that's for sure, 54 of 93. So he is now within 10. I am. Like the Cavs pulled within 10 against the Pacers. And I am now at 51 of 93. So... So I'm going to go first picking this week's lock. And this week's lock is you had to pick which major league player is going to hit the most home runs starting tonight and ending next Monday night. So I'm going to look Ooh. at how many home runs they might have hit in a week. So this could be a low-scoring thing. It could be tricky, but I am still taking Bryce Harper. Good pick. That's a great He's pick. He's hot. He's very He's hot right now. You can take second pick. Me? Yeah. I'm going to I'm going to dig a little deep here. Oh, only because I think Mike Schmidt. <laughs> close close you got the mike part mike oh Moustakis. you're taking the moose head you're taking Moustakis. Yeah. Moustakis. i love it Moustakis. that is that was a seriously deep cut i love saying nice. Moustakis. i do like I do saying Moustakis. all right i'm i am not taking mike Moustakis. probably aaron judge no i wouldn't take that neanderthal i'm taking joey gallo <laughs> <laughs> Mike Trout. Yes, I am taking the Trout Meister. Mike, yeah. don't call me Bryce Harper Trout. Yeah, he's some- hot too right now. Yeah. So that's a smart, uh, smart pick. Yeah. yeah. Trout is leading the American League, and uh, 
Bryce Harper is leading the National League in home. Mike so. Moustakis. Moustakis. Moustakis, everybody. <laughs> and, I, and I'm, t- and, you know, uh, last week, I, one of my questions was, will the Angels threaten the Astros in the West? And you kind of mocked me about it, but they look pretty good to me, the Angels. Yeah, so, so do the Pirates, and they're both going to fall on their face. Come on, it's early. <laughs> Are you wearing a hat tonight, Coach, by the way? I am. Go Tribe. Nice. And yeah. how about you, Maestro? Hat, no hat. Uh, I got my Cavs hat on. Nice. Right. Oh, and I like that hat. It's a nice hat. So quick update on our fantasy baseball team, the Sports Wednesday fantasy baseball team on uh, Yahoo. Uh, I managed the team this past week to a 6-4 to four win. Well I did get nervous because I did back. not know that Coach was going to be checking in every day and texting <laughs> me threats if we lost. <laughs> so that kept me on task. Uh, we are now 2-0, and uh, we've handed off the team to the Maestro. How's it going, Maestro? Oh, shit. You haven't checked, have you? I haven't even looked yet. Okay, you were, no, no, no worries. We're up seven one. Don't worry, we're good. Are we really? Yeah, nice. we're, we came out hot. You're Did a genius, you get maestro. There's no way someone's going to score seven runs in the rest of this. So, so maybe I just don't do anything, and that's that might be good. Just make sure that the guys you have starting are playing. Yeah, you got to right. remember. Do you did you, you do know how to get on it right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll figure it out. I'm All savvy. Right. All right. All right, Tyler. Okay, minor league. Now, we've all adopted a minor league player. We're going to follow their career, and I wanted to check in on those. Uh, my guy is Vladimir Guerrero Jr., and he has been promoted to AA New Hampshire Fisher Cats, and he was the Eastern League Player of the Week. And, uh, he is hitting right now in double A, 361, uh, and he's on a tear. So 36 at-bats, 361, a 435 on-base percentage. Uh, I don't know that he will be called up this year, but I could see if the Blue Jays aren't in the in the playoff run, them calling him up in September for some major league seasoning. And I do think, I think he'll it- be triple A. Oh, he'll end up triple A. And if, 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 if to, when they expand the, the rosters, he's getting a call. Yep. So uh, anyone else have an update on their minor leaguer? So my, my guy from the Pirates, Mitch Keller, he is he's still young. He's only 21. They, they don't expect him until 2019. So even though they, they consider him his, their top prospect, he's, yeah. uh, I think he had uh, some back surgery last year, so that might have be postponing his development a little what bit. What level but, is he playing? Do you yeah. know, is he A or double A? Or? I think he's double A. I'm not, I'm not sure. You know, I heard a rumor that, uh, you know, there was A ball and then double A ball. So triple A named themselves triple A because they wanted to be first in the phone book. <laughs> really? <laughs> really? Is that, a, is that a baseball joke? A, 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 yes. auto repair. Nice job. <laughs> this has been an interesting show. We have not had enough live music and Coach has not been laughing much at all. And I- that laughter is what bridges us between our... <laughs> Inability to have good. I'm so talk. sorry. Yeah. I'm so sorry. All right. Um, how about uh, how about your minor leaguer there, coach? My dude, Eric Lauer, two and one for AAA El Paso. Uh, he pitched a pitched a gem the other night. Ten strikeouts in a ten win or a ten zero win over Las Vegas. So uh, he's he's getting the call up before September. That's what I was telling you before. He's getting the call. Very good. 
Okay, so that's the minor league update. Let's have a little uh, music get, bring us into trivia. Can you do that for me, Maestro? Trivia! Ooh, trivia. Ta-da! Trivia! This is a deep cut. Mmm. They cut the deepest. Trivia! <laughs> it's, it's, it's a little mellow. Right. Trivia! Ready? Nice. That was that was a good one. Own personal Jesus, right? Wow. You got it. Well played. Very good. Personal Jesus. Hey, can I get a clarification on the musician lingo? When you say something's a deep cut, do you mean like you're digging deep into someone's catalog, or do you mean it's hard to play? Usually, that's deep in the catalog. Um, yeah, d- deep cut usually means it's like, yeah, something that's not always heard, which isn't the case for personal Jesus, but you went deep on that one. No, we didn't deep, deep in, in what we usually play. Is, is what yeah. In, in so far as that it was not Bon Jovi, it was deep to us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's what he's saying. All right. So trivia this week. Uh, remember in trivia, all the points are made up, so it doesn't really matter. We're doing baseball catcher trivia. Baseball catcher trivia. Coach, why don't you lead us off with your question? Okay. Mine's going to be very simple. There are a number of catchers that have 2,000 or more hits. In all- oh, Diaz. Damn it. You beat me. You got it already. <laughs> um, there are eight. Oh, did I already say that? <laughs> No. What's my trivia question? How many are there? Well, why don't we see how many we can name? How many can you name? Do you, do you have the list there? Oh, I got it right in front of me. Oh, yeah. I can check you. Okay. So let's play this way. Can- oh, let's do this. Uh, now I'll change the trivia. Who? Uh, how many do you think you can name? Let's play uh, Name That Tune. How many think you can name, Maestro, out of the eight? Trivia. I totally phased out. I was reading about Mitch Keller. <laughs> Sorry. He is playing right now. <laughs> Sorry. <It's> okay. <laughs> what are we talking about? <laughs> How many? <laughs> hey, uh, hey, coach. Yeah. I can name four catchers. Okay. You've already topped him. Name them. Okay. I'm going to say uh, Mike Piazza. <clears throat> no, he's not. I'm just kidding. He is. <laughs> okay. He's he's fifth. Okay. With 2,127. Um, uh, Carlton Fisk. Correct. 2,356. Um, Yogi Berra. 2,150. Oh, I got to name one more. Um, Johnny Bench. Correct. 2,048. Well done. Now, bonus. the other four? Do you, can you think, do you think you've got one more shot? Do you think you can get one more? Okay. Give me a second. Think. Cause you're, you're on a roll there. HBK. Uh, I bet his name is Roy Campanella. Oh, can't be not on there. So close. How about what's his name? Uh, Gary. <laughs> Shoot, I remember his last. Oh, <laughs> yes. Keep Gary going. Coleman. Gary, Gary Coleman. No, no, Gary. He's like you. Th- oh, yeah, Gary, Carter. Gary, Gary Carter's on there. Correct. Yeah. Wow. So you have there are th- three others. Ivan Rodriguez. Oh yeah. I didn't forget Pudge. That was that's Ted Simmons. And and Jason Kendall. Mr. Pirate. Trivia. 
So uh, to clarify, Ed Ott, Mel Ott, Bo Diaz, and Ron Hassey are not on the list. Not on the list. Okay. That was an unprecedented two former pirate, two former Indian catchers. That was very unprecedented. Well done, though, on your on your list. That was good. What about, what about Tony Pena? Not on the list. Tony P. Tony P. He's more a defensive guy. Strike three, you're out. Maestro, you want to you hit us with your catcher trivia? No, you can go ahead. Okay. Is it because you don't have one? He doesn't have one yet. I've got several. I have several. Oh, okay. He loves the catcher. Okay. Uh, this one's tough. So again, it's going to see see how many you can name. Two catchers have caught four no hitters. Ooh. Mm. Two catchers have caught four no hitters. That could be anybody. I'm going to say there's got to be. About, I'll give you the pitchers' names. That do All right. It, okay. Tom Seaver. No. Uh, no. Dale Nomo, Derek Lowe, Clay Buckholtz, and John Lester. Oh, boy. That is... Um... Say them again. Nomo? Nomo, Lowe, Buckholtz, and Lester. That's one of these catchers caught them? Yes. One catcher caught him. Lowe was with the Red Sox. Who was the catcher for the Red Sox? That's got to be... Um... Oh, I can see... Oh, crap. I can see him. I'll give you the initials. Uh-oh. How's that? Uh, yeah. JV. Oh, Jason Veritek. <laughs> Damn it. I was right on the tip of my tongue. And I don't have the pictures for the other catcher, but that is... Uh, Roy Capanella? Carlos Ruiz of, of the Phillies. Oh, Carlos Ruiz. I think that's an interesting stat because people kind of overlook the catcher, but calling a no-hitter, is he's quite involved in that. Oh, huge. Very big. Former Cleveland manager Jeff Torborg has caught three no-hitters. That's got to be something, mm-hmm. though. That's got to be such a cool thing yep. to catch that final, if, especially if it's a strikeout, to catch the final strike. Yep. That's got to oh, be yeah, pretty sweet. Awesome. And what do you do like if it's getting in like – the late innings and and the pitcher shaking off your pitches and oh, like, oh. or the worst is that he, he he shakes you off but he finally takes your pitch and the guy hammers it for a single you're like mm, sorry about that yeah. yeah well interestingly enough eighty major league I'm I'm about to take the podcast down a notch so guys just Uh-oh. eighty major league players have committed suicide thirteen <laughs> percent of them were catchers. Oh, what? yeah. And that is second only to pitchers, 45%. Oh, now that makes that makes total sense. I know. Mm-hmm. I know. But it's, you know, oh. it's the fun world of Major League Baseball suicide trivia. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know who these players are, by the way, but I don't know. Like me, if you Googled baseball catcher trivia, you came upon a glorious tripod website from like 1998 and it's just all text and it's like seven miles long with all these weird catcher stamps i loved it <laughs> i gotta have to find that yeah there's one guy I'll, I'll put it in the show notes there's one guy who who's just like i know a lot of t- catcher trivia and i'm gonna put it on the internet i love catches nice. all right maestro anything oh yeah i've got a few but i'll the one that uh, that i'm gonna share with you guys so you can get it uh, who has the record for the most games caught? Oh, Ooh. total? Total. Uh, 
most games caught by a catcher total. Total. It's got to be. Um, is it a? Got to be. Is it Ivan Rodriguez? No. Is it farther it back? Is a name, it is a name that we've heard in in this. Segment. Oh, Mike Piazza. No. Oh. Roy Campanella. No. Can you give us an era? What era? Uh, 80s. Gary Carter? Oh, Tony Pena? No. Um, All right. Not Johnny Bench. Five, four. Three. Ron Hassey. Two. One. Carl Fisk. You got it. Oh, nice. Yeah. Got the buzzer. Woo. <laughs> 2,226 games caught. God. He, he, he played in the majors from 1969 to 1993. Wow. That's, that is a huge career. Uh, oh, my God. How can you even get – how could you even – Bend his knees. How your knees? Yeah, how could your knees sustain that? That's a – He's not know. walking today. And that was, uh, by and large, on the Red Sox and White Sox, right? He didn't play in yeah. a lot of, of teams. Mm-mm. I think he played, yeah, mainly on two teams. I think there was three teams he played on, but, um, yeah, mainly the two. I know the White Sox gave him a Harley when he retired. I remember watching that on TV. It was an Indians game. Hey, Peter, I got a good catcher stat for you that I think you'll enjoy. Okay. Who was the last team in the majors to have a lefty catcher play a whole game? Whoa. This is going to be a random guess, so I am going to say the Cincinnati Reds. How about you, Coach? I'm going to say the Montreal Expos. Well, the reason I put this at you, Peter, is because of your hat. Oh, the Pirates. Pirates. 1989 was the last time a lefty played a full game, a lefty catcher played a full game in the majors. Yeah, the position does not draw lefties, that's for sure. No, not good for lefties. I did uh, read, actually, one stat that I read was uh, Mike Piazza has the record for most base runners not caught stealing. <laughs> yes, he was not good. Like 51, 51 successful steals before he finally got someone. No, he was easy to steal off. He was he was the, the age-old adage of he can bat, just keep him behind the plate. Yep. <laughs> and he'll be yep. fine. We'll give up the runners. We'll be fine. All right, that was ah. good. So I liked baseball catcher trivia. That was nice. That so was let's good. Do a, some quick corrections. I, I wanted to just correct myself again from last week's uh, live stream. It's Edwin Encarnacion, and I know that now. Encarnacion, not Encarcion. And uh, I also, in rewatching the live stream, uh, referred to Maestro's hockey jersey as a Sidney Cosby hockey jersey. Sidney <laughs> Crosby. That's the Jello Pudding Pops. Was added to the Cosby Show cast after they jumped the shark. Oh, I have one correction. It's Go really ahead. it's it's to correct Maestro because Uh-oh. he made some comment about stupid zingers, and he's like, "Yeah, they're so good because they come in the two pack." But I want to tell you, Twinkies come in the two pack too. So there's nothing special about a zinger coming in a two pack. So there's there's nothing special about zingers. It was all in my memory. Yeah, they sucked. <laughs> no, I did. Of course, are the official the official snack of Sports oh, yeah. Wednesday. They certainly are. 
I mean, I'd eat, I'd eat two or three right now. I'm not going to lie. You'd have to eat ten to have the, the full-bodied flavor of one Twinkie. <laughs> Coach just can't let it go, man. I the guy can't can. stand losing. <laughs> You're right, I can't. I, I mean, I, I, I don't put Maestro Decides on the show sheet a lot because I feel like you need time, you know, for your blood pressure to get back down. <laughs> I put it on there again. You would just argue Twinkies instead of what the new subject was. <laughs> You're probably right. That was smart. That's why you run the show and I don't. I'm super- Let's not even talk Swiss cake rolls and ho hos. I mean, that could just blow oh, the doors off. That's this a thing. conversation that shouldn't even be had. Okay, <laughs> we're doing great with our recording tonight. It hasn't messed up, so we're going that's into fantastic. final thoughts. Let's get there. Can we have some final thoughts music? Oh yeah, Ooh. something snazzy. Yeah, snazzy. I don't even know if I got anything left. I don't have to make up something. Oh, I like that better. Bling! <laughs> All right, that was nice. I was, I, it sounded like you found a chord you liked there and you really committed to it. I, I, I ran out of songs. <laughs> Hey, can I ask you a question, Maestro? Do it. Do you, do you know how to play the banjo? Walk like an <laughs> Egyptian. <laughs> uh, I do not know how to play the banjo, although I think that would be uh, it would be fun to learn. Yeah. Mm. Have you have you ever tried? I have not. I don't even think I. Well, I mean, I've been in like music stores and yeah. picked one up. Picked one up. Okay, let's go picked to final thoughts, and I think we'll we'll let the coach kick it off. Okay, so my final thought does have to do with um, David Blatt, and here is my problem. <laughs> Here's my problem and my my thoughts as far as the NBA and in coaching. And the greatest thing that the NBA NBA does, not the greatest thing, but one of the things they're very good at is regurgitating, rehashing, bringing back the old guard, this guy, that guy, bringing him back in to mm-hmm. coach again. And it just keeps the same thing over and over where sometimes the product is just it, it the coach becomes irrelevant. The reason why I say that is because I, I in one of the texts I compared to you or somebody, I said that David Blatt is is really a poor man's an older version of Brad Stevens, who I just have the utmost respect for as far as a coach. He is a fantastic coach. Came into the league, never played in the league, was a college coach. And in most cases, when college coaches come to the NBA, they get completely crapped on and they get sent backpacking and they find another job in the, in the, in the colleges and they never come back. And I thought that was going to happen to Stevens, but that dude is such a good coach and he's coaching a team that's lost its two top stars and just went 2-0 over Milwaukee and they're playing fantastic. That's coaching. And I think the Knicks are making a huge mistake if they don't take somebody they don't take Blatt but they have to take somebody that's a tactician and change what they do because I'm sick of the same guy the Bickerstaffs and all the guys that just keep getting rehashed and rehired because it's easy and I think it's time the Knicks took a chance yeah. and did something right New York Knicks need to get off the coaching carousel basically yes so yeah it's a little known fact that Mike Brown has actually coached every NBA team three times <laughs> Yes, and his assistant is Bernie Bickerstaff. So every time he gets fired, Bernie gets the job. <laughs> so I, I really thought that was going to be a, uh, all about David Blatt, but it really took a turn into how much you love Brad Stevens. 
and then Blatt by association being a poor man's Brad Stevens. <laughs> yeah, I still love David Blatt. David, 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 David Blatt. Well, and the, and the reason why we call Coach Coach, I mean, he's got a passion for it. That's right. That's that's for sure. Uh, coach, let me ask you this. If there was one college coach you feel like would be ready to make the jump, who would it be? Oh, that's I hate, a cool- I hate put you on the spot, but. That's a great question. Let me think about it while we do another final thought. Very good. Let's go to Maestro. Um, the only f- final thought I had, and it's something that I was reading about today and I was curious about and wondering your thoughts. So I don't know if you guys saw the the news report, I guess in that, in that game, it's a game two, game three of the, uh, the Penguins flyers, I guess at, in Philly, they, uh, somebody went around to all the urinals and put in pictures of Sidney Crosby in the urinals. <laughs> Which is pretty funny, it's right? Re- but totally like, funny. Is, is that you know what, what do you guys think about that? I think well, that's is it just all is it all in good fun oh. or you know? Yeah. So first, here's my first thought. If you said, "Guess which city fan <laughs> did this?" Everybody yes. would say Philadelphia. Philly. Very, yeah. Uh, but do you think a fan did that, or do you think that, it was somebody in the Flyers organization? I mean, to hit every urinal. Yeah, I know. That's Ooh. commitment, though. I could see it. I can see it. And I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it. it either way, I love it. <laughs> I think that's fantastic. It, it's, it's that's a rivalry that needs a little. It does, but it, you know, I don't know if you know the stats on Sydney, but man, in the playoffs and when he gets fired, oh, up, he's fantastic. They might have awoken a yeah. giant. Yeah, that's what I, I mean. He's been phenomenal in the series already. It's crazy his stats he's got. And and again to clarify, it's Sidney Crosby, not Sidney Crosby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And so here, and I always bring this up when we talk hockey fans, but where do those Red Wings fans get their octopus? <laughs> I, I don't know. You know, they got some secret source for octopi up in Detroit. I just don't that it's always confused me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put it out on Twitter this week, see if I can get a Red Wings fan to answer me. I'll tell you what, I, last week I put out a question, I, and this was a legit question. I wanted to know if in Denver they call the Nuggets the Nugs. And and I tweeted at the Denver Post and tweeted at several other Denver um, basketball accounts, and, and nobody responded. I would like to know that too. Go Nugs. Yeah. Because I think when you call them the Nugs, then you start to compare them to chicken nuggets. Yes. Yes. Mm, I'm, I'm kind of hungry. I could go for yeah. some chicken nuggets, sweet mm. and sour sauce. Mm, la, 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 la. That sounds good. The, my- the mysteries continue. Okay, so here's my final thought, and I've been a bit of a downer tonight. I, I'm sorry. Oh no, Pete! Talking about uh, baseball players <laughs> yes. suicide. So I, uh, it, it's hard for me to watch a full game because typically during any game I want to watch, I have to take my kids and drop them off and pick them up at least six, six times. <laughs> I mean, I make the drive from my house to the high school, I think seven times a day. Um, so I, I had to go pick up my daughter while the Cavs were playing and I was trying to find the Cavs game on the radio and I couldn't find it. Uh, and what I did find was the, the Cincinnati red St. Louis Cardinals game. And so I listened to it for a little while and so I get that the Reds are not good. Oh. They've not been good for a while. And they are. we're in the midst of a seven-game losing streak uh, when I was listening to this game. And it was the middle innings, and they were not being competitive at all. 
And their announcer, Marty Brenneman, he just, he sounded like he had death in his voice. I mean, he just, <laughs> he seemed just so dispirited, dispirited. And he, you know, I just, I was like, this is depressing me just listening to how he is a husk of a man. <laughs> it is sad. And isn't it, isn't it his job to be, you know, fired up? I mean, yeah, and he's he's, you know, he's a he's a senior announcer. First of all, he doesn't do all of their games anymore, no. but he's been doing it for years, and he's been great. I mean, people love him. And to be honest, criticizing a, a team's announcer will get you uh, a lot of shade thrown at you oh. on Twitter. So I do that at my own peril. Yes. But I, I just I felt like it it encapsulated the the Cincinnati baseball experience for the past few years. It's, it, it, like, it has. I'm, I'm yeah, I, I'm in Cincinnati, so I have to like the Reds. But man, it has not been joyful for some time. No, and 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 it's not going to be joyful for some time. Like their their projection of when they're going to compete again is probably two coaches and a GM away. That's where they're at. That's yeah. that's the sad part about it. So Brenneman sees that too, and he's like, "Oh, good God, we're never going to win a game." Yeah. Yep. So, and his uh, his son is an announcer there too. Yes, like kind of a. Harry Carey, Skip Carey situation. Yeah, right? they, they do that well. Um, I figured out the coach. Okay, okay so coach is going to give us what college coach he thinks is ready to make a I jump. think it's uh, Villanova J. Wright. Yeah. Really? Oh, I Ooh. think he's he's yeah. he's a yeah. good coach. He's had great players, but um, I think he would he would fit in the pros. He looks, he looks nice great in the suit. suit, not too old. He's not grouchy in, in – in, and set in his ways, he's got a good system. He he could do it. He did build a very nice system for Villanova. I mean, them getting to the championship three times is is amazing with seniors, yes. players who are staying there because they like playing for him. Uh, but I think I think he'd be just a complete disaster. In the you end. do, yeah, because I think his success is because he has low ego players, and going into a, an environment which is all ego will be difficult. So you think, but but. So what do you? I'm going to call it out here, Brad Stevens. Do you think he had high ego guys in uh, at Butler? Well, I don't love Brad Stevens as much as you. <laughs> so what are you saying? So you, I'm saying your question presupposes that I think Brad Stevens is a genius and the second coming of David. So, <laughs> hey, hey, Sports Wednesday listeners, this is what I have to deal with when I'm in a car ride with these two. <laughs> Okay, point taken. You don't like Jay Wright. That's fine. Anyway, the correct answer is Bruce Weaver. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which I do, I okay, like uh, it, nice for you warming up for the big outro. Any, anything else anyone needs to get in this week? I don't think so. Well, once again, then you can pat your David Blatt bobblehead on the head. Go Knicks. But don't head to bed. Watch the end of the Blue Jackets game. It's still in. They're going to their second overtime. Yes. For basketball legend Matt Longley and the maestro Brian Hake, I'm the big man on campus, Pete Brown, saying good times, everybody. Good times. No singing. I thought he, he was going to give us like a Sports Wednesday is over. I thought so too.
I was I was waiting for you. I was waiting for you guys. Ghost Wednesday. Yeah. yeah. Oh. There we go. Sports Wednesday is produced by Blue Monkey Communications and features basketball legend Matt Longley, the maestro Brian Hake, and me, Pete Brown. So music and sound effects from today's show came from the websites audionautics.com and freesound.org. Visit sportswednesday.com for complete attribution. You can follow us on Twitter at Sport Wednesday, that's Sport with no S, Wednesday, and on Instagram at Sports Wednesday. For more information about the board game Hoopsters, visit hoopsters.store, drop your email address in, and we'll keep you in the loop. Until next Wednesday, and on behalf of basketball legend Matt Longley and the maestro Brian Haig, I'm Pete Brown, the big man on campus, saying good times, everybody. Good times. 